Hey y'all, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. It is your girl Monica and you are up early for everyone else with Monica Lynn. It is 12.41 p.m. Thursday, August 25th. How y'all feeling? How y'all been y'all? Welcome to season four, episode one. How y'all feeling? I told y'all I was coming back. Um, a lot's been going on, y'all. First of all, how y'all doing? What's tea? If you're just tuning in, you want to know who this crazy girl is. My name is Monica Lynn. This is my podcast I've had for going on two years. I'm a blogger, vlogger, as and as of a week or two ago, I started live streaming. I'm an author. My book is called Love's Holiday. It's online, wherever books are sold. The cheapest you can get it is on Amazon. Um, what else? And I am home, <laughs> still home, unemployed as ever. But everything's alright, y'all. Everything is good. I'm fine. I haven't been on. I've had a wild, crazy summer. Um, I've had fun. I've I've had my share of ups and downs this summer. I've had my ups. I've had my share of ups and downs the past two days. And I'm on the up. And um. And I just thought I'd jump on and tell you what's going on with tea. Um, my diabetes are doing good. Um, I always do diabetic minute. Um, I actually just got off the phone with my nurse. And um, my numbers are going down. Because every if you don't know, um, I've been trying to get myself together so I can eventually have a baby. I'm not in a relationship. I don't have a boyfriend or anything. But when the time comes, the opportunity presents itself, you know, I'm going to get everything my everyday to fall on but it seems like every time I go two steps forward three steps back what Denzel say fall down seven get up eight yeah so it's been a rough journey and um, we're almost there like my glucose levels have been so good the past couple months y'all it's unbelievable I fell a couple times but it's okay you know I went to all you can eat Chinese buffet it was and um, my glucose was like 300 and something. And then it went all the way down. So, yeah, it, it's been crazy. I had COVID for a third time. I had sinus infection, ear infections. And ladies, if you know, if you're taking the um, amoxicillin, it gives you a yeast infection. So, like, y'all, I've been going through it. Back and forth to the doctors. I went to the dentist this morning. So, I got a lot on my plate. And I've been writing part two of um, Love's Holiday Unfinished Business. Because, y'all, we got some unfinished business to take care of. Okay. Now that I got that out the way, I'm about to break it down to y'all while I am here today, y'all. All right. So, I came on last week, I believe. Or the beginning of the week. I don't recall when I came on. And I did, like, a little 15-minute butts tea, you know. But I think this one's going to be a little bit longer today. You know, my shows usually last like an hour or so, but I don't think I'm going to be on here for an hour because I got some groceries coming from Walmart. I had to put the groceries away. You know, I started dinner already. Um, I roasted some broccoli. It's, it's really good. Um, and, I, and I got it right, you know. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a lot. But um, if you don't know, I have had a friend. We started off as boyfriend and girlfriend. We started dating, I say, back like like five years ago. And I've talked about him numerous times on the sh- on the show, right? So 
And I'm just going to lay it all out there. It's been one hell of a mother loving summer with him. If I could go back, if I could turn the hands of time, I'm going to make this a Facebook post as I'm talking to y'all. If I could make turn back the hands of time, I would have left your ass at hello. Child, oh my God, this guy has given me nothing but mother loving grief, y'all. When I say grief, I should say grief. Right. Let me do let me do this real quick, y'all. Yep, if I could turn back the hands of time, I would have left you at hello and kept pushing. I wish I never met you. One hell of a post. That's a powerful ass post. That's powerful when you tell somebody, I wish I never met you. You know, I like, if I could turn back the hands of time, I would have left you at hello and kept it pushing. I wish I never met you. Because you're the the thing about it, and I'm just gonna jump right into it, y'all. The thing about it is, is that you meet somebody like then everybody always say you're meeting their representative. It's like you don't actually, you know, you're you meeting their representative, period. You know. And um And and then it's like, they always say, and everybody says this, you see the red flags at the end are the same red flags you saw in the beginning. This motherfucker had all kinds of flags laying around his ass, but I ignored it. And the thing about it is with me, it's just like, I'm like, okay, I'm what, I'm not going to say I'm a princess, you know what I mean? Because, okay, I'm just going to put it all out there, y'all. If y'all don't know, I'm a, I am a princess. You know, I love my nails done, love my hair done, feet, toes, everything. Feet and toes are the same. You know, I got to wear my jewelry. You know, I got to wear my cute little clothes, cute dresses. I'm very dainty. You know, I love to have a good time. I like going to nice places. So what basically what I'm saying is a girl like me who should have never dated a guy like him. I don't think anybody should have dated a guy like him. So when we first got together, it was all good. You know, like I said, I should never have talked to him. But you live and you learn. So he, you know, he was, in the beginning, he was very respectful, very sweet, very kind. You know, we never did anything. We never went anywhere because he didn't have any money. And I'll be damned if I'm spending my money. I do not spend my money on nobody but me. I don't have no children, you know, so why not spend my money on me? You know, if I'm, and, 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 the thing is, is like when you're in a relationship, it's like 50-50. I truly believe that a relationship should be 50-50. Like sometimes you pay or sometimes I pay. You got breakfast, I got dinner. You got lunch, I got breakfast tomorrow. Or if I don't have it, I don't have it. And you got me, I got you. You know, I saw this outfit, you know, saw this shirt that um, I thought you would like and I bought it for you. And then, you know, I bought some perfume for you. I got you some Victoria's Secret perfume and some lotion. That's how a relationship should be, you know, like I pay the cable bill, you pay the phone bill, stuff like that. But if you're not bringing anything to the table, goddammit, what the hell? 
And I was like, okay, let me just look past the fact that this person really doesn't have a lot. Big mistake. So, big mistake. Um, so, so when you do get with someone like that, you're inclined, you're responsible, Well, you're not really irresponsible, but you know, you're obligated to buy them dinner. You're hungry and they're at your job staring in your face and you're like, oh, well, I'm hungry. You know, oh yeah, I'm hungry too. I say, oh, where you want to go eat? And they pick the restaurant, you get to the restaurant. Well, I ain't got no money, so you don't have any choice but to pay, right? Or you don't have any choice but to pay for the cab or the Uber, right? So bullshit, I, I, you know, it's, this was a lesson learned. So that's how it was. It was like, and I didn't mind because I made good money. I did not mind. But after a while, I was just like, you know, I'm not used to this. You know, I'm just getting out of a relationship. I'm just getting out of a situation where this, this man took care of me and we took care of each other. It wasn't like, you know, my credit score had shot up, my credit card bills were paid on time. It was just like everything was going on the upper Monica. And then me and my friend, me and my boyfriend, we took a break and then I met this guy on my break from my boyfriend. So, and I'm telling this guy, like, I'm used to this. I'm used to that. You know, you're used to doing a certain thing. Like my boyfriend used to come after work and we will go and eat pizza on Tuesday night. Or we'll go get Popeyes. Or we'll go to get sushi. Or we'll go to Fridays for lunchtime. Or we'll go to his house and we'll watch TV. We'll watch the game. We'll play the game. That's what we did. So it was like I, I was used to that. I wasn't used to a man trying to come over here with me and my mom. That's a serious violation. Like you can come over for dinner, but you can leave, but you cannot stay. So this person, he was thought he was going to stay. And I'm just like, wait a minute, homeboy. You cannot stay over here. Mom, first of all, I don't want you to stay over here because I feel like it's, it's very disrespectful for me to lay up in my mother's house. And first, second of all, you should have money to take me to a hotel, you know, and, you know, or we can go half on a hotel. So no, you're not coming in laying up in my mother's house, number one. And then number two, my mother really didn't care for him because my mother saw him. At first sight, my mother was like, that's not the guy for you. And I understand that five years later. So, and that's what he didn't understand. He didn't understand, well, why your mother don't like me? My mother said, she took one look at you. She was like, you're not for my daughter. You know, here you go. Have this beautiful girl. You're a beautiful man. But you have this girl standing up here in these nice clothes, well taken care of. And here you come just all trifling and a mess and she's just giving you a chance because she's naive and gullible so anyway y'all so we chilling i like him he like me you know um i should have known red flag number one you know we saw each we got uh, got his number um so we talking um, I talked all the weekend and then Tuesday I should have known he was here and all up in my guts and I had to feed him a sandwich because it was Thanksgiving time and right after Thanksgiving you know you had turkey salad so my mom made turkey salad so after we got finished doing it I went and made him a turkey salad sandwich and you know I had to go to work so I'm like you know we can chill for a little bit then I have to go to work and you know we went out to eat I paid, we went out to eat, I paid, you know, la-da-dee, la-da-da. 
sole income the children. So he got the children. He got custody of his children. And I went out. We went out again. I paid. Children needed clothes. I paid. Children needed beds. I gave. Um, I really didn't have to, but I felt that I should because they didn't have anything. And that's where I should not have done anything. And y'all, I'm sorry. I should not have done nothing. I should have left him at hello, kept it pushing, and I wished I never met him. So I fell in love with the children because I love kids. So we still not going out, still not doing anything. Only thing I'm doing is spending money and feeding him, feeding his children, going to his house. Meanwhile, he's having sex with someone else. Someone else ends up pregnant. And come the baby boy. So we broke up. Um, long story short, you know, if he does not get his way, he bitches like a girl. So I had went to the writer's guild on, um, on a Saturday and he wanted to come over to the house cause my mother was gone over just for the weekend and he wanted to come and lay up. But I was at the writer's guild. So the writer's guild was more important to me at the time. And I'm like, well, if you cannot help me with my dreams or you cannot understand that this is what I want to do, then, you know, I don't have no, like, whatever. So he calls me once I get home. I said, well, I'm home. But he was calling me repeatedly while I was at the, um, while I was at the Writers Guild. And it was annoying because I'm sitting around people that are doctors and nurses and writers and authors and screenwriters. And I'm sitting around these dignified people editors and publishers and he's just like bringing a phone off the hook ministers and nurses and all that good stuff and he's just like bringing my phone like constantly doing like i'm still here i'm still here i'm on pennsylvania and north avenue i'm all the way over west so my friend hadn't seen me in a while my friend was like well let's go to lunch so me and my friend went to georgia peach shout out to georgia peach come to Northwood comments go check it out y'all best soul food i've eaten it's just like home cooking so once we left Georgia Peach, we came back home and I called him. He had a fit. I don't want to talk to you no more. We broke up. But I, kept, I still kept seeing him. I should have left it at that and went on about my business. So basically, long story short, he got somebody else pregnant. You know, I didn't like the mood swings. I didn't like the drug use. I didn't like the drinking. I didn't like any of it. I did not like any of it, y'all. But I stayed there and maybe because I was lonely, you know, but it wasn't my cup of tea. Like I was actually at his house missing my ex-boyfriend, missing my boyfriend. Like I missed my boyfriend coming to pick me up at 1230 for lunch and then take me into work after we having lunch. I missed that. I missed that. I didn't get that. I was eating ramen noodles and stomping roaches and running away from rats. That's what the fuck I was doing, y'all. And it was ridiculous. So, basically, you know, I left him. We were supposed to move in together. I was like, no, I'm not moving in with you because, first of all, you done got somebody else pregnant. She don't know who the motherfucking father is. And you stepped up and you took, you're taking care of somebody else's child and you barely can't take care of yourself. So, I was mad about that and I left. You know, my mother was like, you don't deserve this. You don't need this. You need to come home. I came home and I came home and I started the 100 days of happiness and the 100 days led to my 40th birthday. I should have left them at that. So me and my boyfriend got back together. Good times. Everything resumed. We, you know, la-da-dee, la-da-da. 
So I got a phone call. And my boyfriend was at work. I got back with my old boyfriend. My boyfriend was at work. And he, the other boyfriend, my other friend called me. And he was, he wanted to talk to me. He wanted to see me. He got a car. I wasn't impressed at all. So we went to his sister's house and he was telling me about all the bad times that he was having. I'm like, good karma. Yes, it wasn't instant, but it was karma. But you should never laugh at nobody else's karma because you just have the same bad ass karma. So he was telling me about the baby. He was telling me about her. She's nasty. She's trashy. A lot of D, a lot of die. Whatever, nigga, you still stay. So it was the end in our relationship. I thought it was all hunky dory, peaches and cream, peachy keen. But but from what I gather, it was hell on earth. Good. That's what you get. So then he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I left you. I miss you. I was wrong. A lot of D, a lot of die. Fuck you. So... Extremely long story short, I left him alone. Um, me and Ed, we, we stopped talking. We broke it off in October of 2019. No, 2019, we broke it off. So, in comes him again. So, we're talking on and off, seeing one another. I'm going to his house. And, and you know, I, I should have kept it. I should have left him at hello. So we started talking. We've been talking since January of 2020. You know, we've seen each other since January 2022. In comes March 2022. This dude calls me and says, I just got out of jail. What are you in jail for? He goes, he broke into his girlfriend's house. Wait a minute. Your girlfriend? Yeah. I'm like, girlfriend? This fool is in a full-on relationship. But I'm at your house. But the relationship, as he said, was on and off. And I'm like, dude, I've been seeing you for the past two years. So how are you in a serious relationship with somebody? And you're also seeing me and somebody else and a partridge in a pear tree. I don't fucking get you, nigga. Excuse my language. I don't get you. So... He gets out of jail. He lets it go. So I started going up there all the time. Resume. Income Monica. Buying food. Buying this. Buying that. Meanwhile, this dude gets banned from income taxes. Did I get anything from income taxes? Hell yeah. I got some pizza. And some Casamigos. That's all the fuck I got. Meanwhile, you know, I'm dating other guys. But I'm devoting all my time to this piece of shit. Excuse my language. And rightfully so. Because after the other day. There's no coming back from what the hell we had. So we're seeing one another. Everything's all good. He has a little situation. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to react? Your situation, your financial situation has changed. So I'm laying out there. He got evicted. While he's getting evicted, I was in Ocean City with my family. And I'm on the beach. Now, mind you, me and him have had our ups and downs, our highs and lows. Like, it, it was getting pretty rocky. So, and I'm sitting on the beach, laying on the beach, and I'm saying to my cousin, see, I'm like, see, should I, not, should I feel, not feel bad that I don't feel bad? And CJ was like, no, I would not feel bad because he's a grown-ass man. He should take care of his fucking responsibilities. And yes, the fuck he should. As he should. 
so I felt I did I I felt something. But that's how the cookie crumbles. Like you're constantly telling me we're not together, we're not together, la da la da. And then you're also seeing your air quote baby mama still, and you don't think I don't know you're fucking her. You probably be out of your fucking mind. Yeah, you're fucking her. Come on now. Ain't no bitch gonna be on no nigga house and y'all ain't screwing. Come on now. Come the fuck on. Let's all be real here. So he got evicted. And so he's been staying there. They don't get along at all. So he's been there since July. Oh God, it's only August. <laughs> it's only August. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, so. <clears throat> This happened like July the 7th. And it's only August 25th. It felt, feels like it's been longer than this. You know what I'm saying? So, meanwhile, let me go back a little. Let's go. Let's rewind a little bit. So, he decides that he wants to do YouTube, he wants to go viral, right? So, I'll say we started talking about going viral April, May, June, July, August. It's been all five months, five going on six months. And usually people go viral between six months to a year, however long it takes. It takes a while before you can go viral, before you get that one video, that pop. You know, he gets a lot of views, he gets a lot of subs, you know what I'm saying? So, he's, he's doing his thing. But he started going live. And so, we're on this app, right? And I never, and I always, saw, I always gave him pointers on going live. Because, you know, as y'all know, I had social media, not social media, I had media training before. And um, my publisher told me to go live plenty of times and promote Love's Holiday. But I didn't. I did a podcast instead. So now I'm live streaming and I'm bringing more attention to myself, which I should have done this in the beginning, but that's neither here nor there. So I'm encouraging him to go live. So he starts up his page. And I never go on live. I never go on live. I was always in the back. And one day I was sitting down next to him and I moved my head. And somebody was like, I see some hair. And they was like, who's that? You know, they're writing down because, you know, you can't hear them. You're writing. They're like, well, who's that? And so I said, hi. And they said, oh, she's pretty. And I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, I hear that all the time. So they're like, oh, she's pretty. Well, who's that? And then, you know, Monica was introduced. So a lot of people were asking about me. You know, so I would go in his lives every once in a while. It was like when I said one night, I said I go in, I used to go in his lives all the time. He corrected me and said, oh, you were never on my lives. I said, I was in your lives plenty of times. So, and I, people would like, you know, see me and they would compliment me. I don't think he liked that because I remember one time he was saying specifically, he don't want to date no bougie woman. And I'm like, just because people call me pretty and they call me gorgeous and think I'm cute does not make me bougie. I'm not a bougie woman. I want an ugly woman, a plain Jane. I'm like, okay, whatever floats your boat, but partner, whatever floats your boat. So then he would like get mad at me, y'all, because, you know, the people would gravitate to me. You know, my aunt told me the other day that I was charming and I believe her. So he would get mad. 
Oh, if you want to talk to them, go ahead. You talk to them. Fuck you. Don't come over here no more. I'm going to hit you. And you to threaten me, hit me. You know, he got that mad at me because one time I showed somebody what my ex-boyfriend cooked for me for Christmas. He got mad. He got so mad at me. He said he was going to hit me. Why the fuck are you going to hit me? It was, oh, you playing with me. Why the fuck do you, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? Excuse my language, y'all. I'm not safe for work. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You understand what I'm saying? Like, I did not understand. I could not correlate. It was not connecting. The people gave me compliments. Oh, they they saw you, and I was trying to get them to come in the box, so they saw you, and they came into the box, and y'all be friends. You go be friends with them. Went off on me. Went all the way off, right? And I'm like, this nigga crazy. So something sort of like happened like that Monday. Monday night, Tuesday morning. We were doing, I just started live streaming. So I went on my, the live stream app. And um, this young lady came in. And I wanted him to get into the box because he was already mad because he thinks that I'm clout chasing off him. I'm like, dude, I have a podcast that monetizes, okay? I have a, I have a, uh, 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 a novel, and I'm working on part two. How am I clout chasing off of you? How am I writing your coattails? I've already did what I was supposed to do. I have a podcast, I have a live stream, and I have my novel. And I'm writing part two of my novel. I'm a licensed cosmetologist. I'm a teacher. I was a teacher's assistant. I was. I managed. It's, it's like I've done so much in my life. You know what I'm saying? I did everything that I wanted to do so far. Now we're about to start on the second part of what I wanted to do. So everything that I that I set out to and set my heart out to, I've done. I wrote my novel and I'm a licensed cosmetologist. Now we're going to do something else. How about screenwriter? How about producer? How about director? That's what I want behind my name. So it's like I'm not riding your coattails. I'm not trying to clout chase off of you. You're not nowhere yet. You're just a small-time content creator. You haven't hit a live that had as many people as I have yet. You know, and I think that was the problem. I had more people on my lives than he did. He said, oh, you're a woman and you're very intriguing. So you're giving me all these compliments. So then he throws out a topic. And the girl that I was talking to has an empowerment group. And everybody knows the meaning of empowerment. I do not have to explain the meaning of empowerment to anybody because I do believe that my listeners are smart, okay? So he gets mad because I want to talk to the woman. She's a woman. She's a feminist. And you, they think feminist is a bad word. You know, they don't like feminists. Like, you don't want a woman to stick up for herself. You don't want a woman to be around other women to uplift her and encourage her. Because there are some women who contemplate a suicide who have tried to commit suicide, was unsuccessful. Well, I would say that was successful because they did not pass away. You know, they try to unalive themselves. You know, they got husbands that beat on them. Children are bad. You know, it's so much that women go through, especially black women, women of black women, excuse me, I'm not going to say women of color, black women go through, that we need help. You know, shit is not given to us. We have to work hard. So you mean to tell me, you're against a woman who's coming into my life to talk to me about empowerment. You're, I've lost, you lost your fucking mind. 
Maybe it's me. I should have left it at hello. So he tosses out a topic. And and I was talking about my experience. So as I'm talking, he's in the comments saying, and then the young lady was like, well, it's her opinion. Because you asked her opinion. And I'm like, I'm not no expert on this shit. I'm just, I, I, I'm not. Because if I was an expert on this shit, you would not be on my laws and I would not have fucked with you. So he had said something saying, stop being sexist and a feminist. And I thumbs down to him. Oh, he got mad at me. I was all kinds of bitches. I was all kinds of motherfuckers. I was lame. I was a clown. I was phony. I was fake. He talked about my baby. He talked about me not being able to have children. He talked about, you know, I'm lame. I live at home with my mother. I'm this, I'm that, and I'm other. And I'm like, really? Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. That's all he kept saying. I said, you know what, bitch? This is unforgivable. I will never forgive you for this. I will, I will forgive you in time, but I will never forget how the hell you make me feel. You over my house, eating my food, sleeping in my bed, taking a shower. You don't have anywhere to go. You understand what I'm saying, y'all? I gave you half of my last, and that's what you do? Where are you going to find somebody like that nowadays? You know? And the thing about it is, it's like you have the goal, the nerve, the audacity. And you actually think that someone's going to actually be with you? You crazy. And I said to him, I said, how would you like it if someone treated your daughters that way? If someone said those things to your daughter? You know what he said to me? He said, he don't care. Because if they did you, if they did me like you did me, I wouldn't care. He would be on that side. I said, you the motherfucker. One of my friends asked, was he gay? I'm like, I don't know. Because he's had some gay ass shit. The woman that you laid down with, that you talked about marrying, all this and that and other, and then you flip the script because you think that she's talking bad about you? Oh, you phony. You get online and you get phony. Oh, 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 how am I supposed to act? I'm not acting fake or phony. This is me. This is how I am. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all like why I'm not fake. I'm not phony. I'm one of the realest motherfuckers you know. And you know, and then on top of that, you don't even fucking have nobody, yo. And then the funny fucked up part about it, not funny, not ha ha funny. The fucked up part about everything, y'all. And I'm cursing. I shouldn't be cursing like this. The worst part about it is the same day that we got into it, he called me and asked me to buy him some groceries. So being a person that I am, I put in an order for Amazon Fresh. He asked me to do Walmart. I'm not doing Walmart. No, I should have done Walmart because they would have got more bang for their buck. But guess what? You are not getting it. Fuck you. Fuck your publisher. This is what he told me. You a troll. Fuck you, bitch. Kiss my ass. la da dee la da da You live home with your mother. You can't relate because you ain't got kids. You ain't never going to have kids. You ain't never going to be shit. You assassinated my character, nigga. I did no such thing because I gave you a thumbs down. I wish I never met you. I wish I would have left. I wish I would have left it at hello and kept it pushing. That's how that, that's exactly how that man treated me the other day. My mother, I told my mother, she was like, Monica, that is unforgivable. She said, you done? I'm done. Unforgivable. Yep. 
Yeah. I don't know. If I could turn back the hands of time, I would have left you at hello and kept it pushing. I wish I never met you. I gave that man so much of my time. And now I know my mother always was telling me about wasted time. And now I know exactly what she mean by wasted time. That was wasted time. That was time wasted. You know, I, I, I can't stress how horrible I felt. You know, and I kept telling him to leave me alone, leave me alone. You know, he owed me money. He was supposed to give me money. Um, he was supposed to come get his clothes. He never got his clothes. I'm like, I'm going to tell him, like, you need to come get these clothes because this is not going to be a gateway to you to come back. You know, the, the, the gate is closed. Everything is closed. Like, we're done. And I meant that from the bottom to the top of my heart. Like, we are done. You need to come and get your clothes and go on about your business. And once you come get your clothes, you let me know when you come in. I'm going to block you forever, and I don't ever want to see you again. Because the way that he talks to me, y'all, I'm going to put it in my book. I'm going to put everything in my book. Yep. Yep. Put everything in my book. All the messages, the nasty messages, yep. Put it in the back of my book. We're in the beginning. And I'm going to let them people see how much, how person that you are. But, oh, then they go, oh, you started. There's no way in hell I started this. I'm going to block you. He threatened me. Threatened he was going to beat me up. I'm so mad I could fight you. I could hit you. Come on. You really threatening me over a social media? You're threatening me because I gave you thumbs down. You thought I was assassinating your character? Call me clip Ryan, that woman, because I wanted to be in a part of her empowerment group. Really? Are we? Are we? Are we serious? He gonna say you act different. I do not act different. I act the same, online, offline. I'm a bubbly, happy person. Damn it! <laughs> but I. The audacity, the nerve, the goal, you know, and, and the, the, the way that you talk to me and you have absolutely fucking nothing. You have nothing. You burned your bridges with your family, dude. You burned your fucking bridges with your family. You don't talk to your mom, your father, your sister, your aunt. You cussed the aunt out so bad in here. I was about to put him on. I'm like, yo, you got to go with that bullshit. You can't be in here cussing on nobody like that. And the last thing his aunt said to him, you're never going to have any luck. And I'll be damned. He hasn't. He hasn't. He don't have a job, no pot, no window, no two nickels to rub together. You are not going to be fruitful doing the things you did for somebody that God sent to help you. Because nobody else helped you. But let me tell you something, y'all. I ordered those groceries from Amazon Fresh. And afterwards, after me and him got off that phone, after, after he texted me all that shit, I canceled that order. I sure did. And guess what I did today? Reordered my stuff for Walmart.com and my stuff should be here any minute. For me and my mother. I'll be damned. I'll be damned. Oh, you don't want to feed my... No, it's not my responsibility. And at this point, Pernt, I do not care what happens. I do not. Because the, nas- the nastiness and it was just like... It was just... Everything was just so nasty, y'all. I mean, like, if I, I could go back, rewind the hands of time, I wished I never met you and left it at hello. 
I, I, I don't like him. I, I don't like him at all. Me and my aunt went out yesterday to pick up my medication and um, to get snowballs and deposit. I had to deposit money in my bank account and in my mom's bank account. And we were coming from the bank and I saw him walking across the street. Yep. And I told my aunt, I said, look who's walking across the street. My aunt said, mm, embarrassing. Because my aunt don't like him. And it's not something that I said. It was something that he did. He did that. It was something he did that my family saw online and brought it back to the... Damn. Mm-hmm. Oh, your family don't like me. And for good reasons, as they should not. But yeah, I don't like him anymore. I really don't. As much love as I have for him, that love is gone. It's gone. Like, I wish I could sit up here and say, oh, I love him. I wish everything would work. No. Mm-mm. But he talked to me after all that I did for him and his kids. You calling me, asking me for buying, giving you money so you can buy toilet paper to wipe your ass. I'm not calling you asking you for no toilet paper to wipe my ass. I'm not calling you asking you for no soap. I have soap. I have lotion. I have everything I need. You don't. You ain't even got no food in the house. Four children, two adults in the house. And no, and no food in the house. And everybody get government assistance. I don't get nothing. No, I don't get anything. All right, y'all, my order was just 11. I'm about to go and put everything away. But I just wanted to come on here and tell y'all everything that happened, what was going on, what was tea, y'all. I just could not believe that happened this week. I really cannot. And the love that I have for him is gone. And I feel so much better. I felt bad. Wednesday. Wednesday. Happy Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Because I went and got my medication. No. It happened Monday night into Tuesday. Yeah. And Monday night into Tuesday. And I saw him yesterday. No, it was. Oh, God. It's been so. Oh, my God. It must have been Tuesday night into Wednesday. Because I sent a message Wednesday. Yeah. So, yeah. And then another thing, real quick, y'all. I got to go get my stuff. I've been on here for 39.16. Another thing I want to tell y'all is that the place where he stays, he has to leave. Like, he has to stay, they can stay there for six days. They have to leave five, five days. And they have to, six days. But the fifth day got to leave the sixth day. And they, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, last weekend, I sat outside with him all night. So, he had nowhere to go. I talked to him while he walked the streets of Baltimore at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. I talked to him 2, 3 o'clock in the morning on his way back to the house. See, they forget about shit like that. So, who are you going to talk to this week? 
Who are you? Who do you think is going to talk to you this week? Who are you going to go? Hopefully, you got some way to go this weekend. But I don't feel sorry for him after that. As you talk about my babies who are no longer with us, who are not here. Yeah, go to hell. Go straight to hell. I wish I would have left you at hello and kept it pushing. I wish I never met you. And that's all I got, y'all. I ain't got no more. Thank you for listening. You've been up early before everyone else with Monica Lynn. Bye. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It is 7.51 a.m. straight up on the East Coast. You're up early before everyone else with Monica Lynn. I am your gracious host, Monica Lynn. And as always, I am always up before everyone else. Good morning. It is Thursday, September 15th. I don't know what time you're going to hear this. I don't know what day you're going to hear this. But good morning, evening, good afternoon. How has everything been, y'all? I have started the show upstairs in my bedroom. And it's so much going on in my bedroom. <laughs> the TV is on, the fan is on, the window fan is on. So I said, you know what, I did a sound check and you can actually hear the fans in the back so I said let me go downstairs and then I started walking around downstairs and I know sometimes that can be a distraction to people and it really turns people off but some people enjoy you know the sound so I should have left it but I didn't but I only got to about five minutes so I was like I'm like you know what I really not you know it really wasn't a big deal you know it was like um I really didn't kick off anything I was just doing like an intro you know and um one of the big things that I was talking about was um, my brother, um, family. My brother suffered, well, my brother and his family suffered a devastating loss the past couple weeks. Um, actually, two losses um, in the same, you know, right behind each other, like bam, bam, like two close, like two unexpected deaths. and. I cannot imagine the pain that they're going through, and I'm hurting for my, I call them my family because I grew up with them, and it's my brother's side of the family, me and my brother, we have different dads, but, you know, we all are the same, you know, we all, you know, that's my sister, that's my cousin, you know, you know, how you know how we, you know, black people are, you know, everybody always claim a kin, but, you know, this is a good kind, of a good kin, and um, I'm hurting for my kinfolk this morning. And um, my condolences to my brother and his family, you know, and I cannot imagine the hurt and the pain that they're all going through this morning. So I'm just going to give a quick moment of silence to those that were lost. Okay, there we go. And actually, I'm right on time because the last time that I did the whole intro and everything, I'm actually 30 seconds behind of what I did. So I feel great. I feel good. I'm about to prick my finger um, for the diabetic minute because I was 
you know, like, you know, people are like, well, what are you doing? What's going on with teeth? Everything's doing good. Like, I'm actually up. I'm actually doing well. I'm actually doing much better. Um, I'm in physical therapy. Um, I have, oh, that's not it. I have, I have a lot going on, y'all. And a lot of people don't understand that. And I'm getting to that. That's why I decided to come on the class. I have a great topic for the show this morning. You know, and I hope that y'all are, um, actually, I cannot find it. You know, y'all know I'm in here by myself and I don't have nobody helping me do anything. And how about I just pull this bag out and look for it? It's a big bag of like, my doctor's office, the pharmacy, my doctor prescribed, okay, my doctor prescribed me Dolcalax once, right? So now it's like every month I get Dolcalax and <laughs> my doctor's office sends me this Dolcalax because at first you, they had, um, you had to have like, they used to just send out one prescription, right? So now it's a new rule. Then it was two. Now it's a new rule. They got to send like three or four or whatever. So it just so happens that every time they send me something, it's always like two. And they was like, well, we can send you the stool softener. And I'm like, okay. So I have almost a year's worth of stool softener. And that is the noise that you hear is the stool softener. I've never had so much stool softener before in my life. And let me tell you, when I actually need the damn stool softener, watch me not be able, watch they all expire. But um, I remember the first time I took stool softener. And um, I don't want to talk about stool softener. And, um, but the first time I took stool softener, I thought I was going to die. And they were like, I saw my doctor. It was right after I had my surgery. And my doctor told me, she said, well, Monica, you have to stay hydrated. And she said, you don't have to take it unless you absolutely have to. Now, I'm the type of person that I believe to go to that. I usually go two times a day. But I only went once a day, and as long as you're going, it's fine. And my doctor was like, well, if you don't go, you can take it, la-da-dee, la-da-da. I went on here and took it anyway. I thought I was going to die. I actually have a picture that I took the day I took the Dolcalax, and I was dying. Like, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, there's nothing left in me. You know, it was... The worst every day. It was the worst. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys. Oh my God, what's the worst? Are these the right ones? These aren't even the right ones. These aren't the right ones. These aren't the right, um, yeah. I, um, and yeah, I said I would never take Dolcalax again. And, um, I remember that I couldn't go. And I'm going to tell you something real quick, y'all. I didn't have a period for like eight months. I had a period, um, excuse me, I had a period in January. Um, I didn't have a period in February. Um, I told my doctor, my doctor said it could be due to my diabetes. I didn't want to believe her. So March rolls around and I have the heaviest period of my life now I recently read that um women can have miscarriages without even knowing it just comes as a heavier flow and I told my mother about my my cycle in March I'm like it was heavier than 
normal. It was unusually heavy. Like, and I kept telling everybody it was unusually heavy and it scared me so bad. And then it was like afterwards, I didn't get it again. I didn't get my period until now. But also my doctor was explaining to me that I had my, my numbers were high. You know, my diabetes were like, you know, I would have high, low readings and stuff like that. But, you know, and now that, you know, my numbers are where they're supposed to be, I finally got my cycle. But I wondered, did I miscarry? And I think I mentioned it in the show. But I was wondering if I actually miscarried because it was really, really bad. And after that period, I have I didn't have another period until now. I was spot and cramp. You know, I never had the ovulation pains. I never had because I have those pains in my back and my butt. And I had them recently. I got them on September the 1st because I remember I was watching MasterChef. I, you know, I had woke up from a nap. And then I, look, I sat up and I was like, oh, I know what's happening. And nobody didn't have to tell me, you know, your period's coming. So after May, June, women, not May, June, April, May, June, July, August, five months actually, I got my period back, but I didn't have one in February. So yeah, I finally got it back. And I was wondering, you know, like, did I actually miscarry? I don't even want to think about it, y'all, because, you know, I've been there before and it's been, it's been a hell of a ride, you know, it's been a hell of a ride this whole pregnancy journey but let me tell you something i do believe that god blocked my ovaries for a reason <laughs> and we're going to get into that in, in a little bit it is eight o'clock straight up i have to call my nurse today i it, that's another whole ordeal while i haven't been in the air it's just like i've been writing love's holiday i have physical therapy i have doctor's appointments and it's, it's a lot that's been going on and um and I'm trying, I'm, I feel like I'm spreading myself thin because I was on live with a friend of mine this morning until, until 3 o'clock. And, um, up oh, 179. That's not bad at all. It, it, I woke up this morning and I ate. I ate, um, I was eating at, yeah, 3 o'clock this morning. I was eating chicken and rice. Chicken and fried rice. I was hungry because, like, I know I shouldn't be eating like that late at night. I know I should just, you know, I should have waited or I should have, like, ate an orange or something. But, you know, I had I had rice and um, chicken <laughs> 3 o'clock this morning. And it's 8 o'clock. So, yeah, that, that's not bad. You know, that's not bad at all. For me, that's not a bad reading. That's not a bad reading at all. It's actually, it's high, but it's, it's. It, it'll come down because I'm about to take my medication now. But yeah, you guys actually had to, you guys actually got to listen to an actual live diabetic minute. Because you know, I have my diabetic minute and I let you guys know what's going on as far as diabetes wise. I let you guys know about my health, my journey. I have a very transparent, very transparent person. You know, I'm going to leave this just in case. I never throw away stuff, and that's my problem. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, you guys, I've been doing this for almost two years now, and, um, and I've started back during COVID time, um, I started, um, for two years ago, October 20, 
20, 21, 22. Yes, it's been two years. And it has been an up and down journey for me. It's just been a lot, you know. And um, I recently had COVID a third time. And I tell y'all, it is the worst. I've experienced the worst of the worst. And I'm still here. Like, I... Like I had a sinus infection and infection and COVID at the same time. How is that even possible? <laughs> like, how do you get a sinus infection and ear infection and COVID at the same damn time? Um, and then I went away for my vacation and I was so tired on the vacation. I was just the worst, um, but I enjoyed myself. I had a really good time. And then on top of not having a period, you know, and... Um, you know, I want to have children eventually one day. You know, everything is all over the place. <laughs> Everything's all over the place. But, y'all, this is the reason why I came on here this morning. It's because I wanted to talk about Mr. Kevin Samuels and making recipes. Um, for those of you who don't know who Mr. Kevin Samuels is, Mr. Kevin Samuels was uh, a relationship guru. I don't know nothing about his background I should have done my research but I actually can like you know look up his information as I'm sitting here so let's just take a gander into his life because you know that needs to be my I, my my computer needs to be charged um let's take a look into Mr. Kevin Samuel's life let's see I have a whole lot of those open. I need to close these real quick. Excuse me. I was doing research for um, Love's Holiday. And one of my characters wore a um, $25,000. Listen, the coat is $25,395. It's called a new downtown coat. It's by Laura Piano. Laurel Piano. And this thing is bad. Let me tell you, it has the finest pressed animal fiber in the world. Treated with storm system for waterproof, wind resistant protection, and a finish with a mink fur collar. One for true connoisseurs. It's nice to see how the other half lives. Like me and one of my friends were talking about that the other night. How it's nice to see how the other side lives. But I don't envy the other side. You know, I can eventually get to the other side. It may take me a little bit to get there, but I'll get there eventually. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. I'm actually under the weather this morning, y'all. I really don't feel good this morning, but I'm up with y'all. Um, let's look at Mr. Kevin Samuels. Okay, so Kevin Roshan Samuels was an American. Let me, let me. Okay, and I don't want to disrespect nobody's name or nobody's legacy. So, um, he was a very handsome man, very handsome, very smooth, very debonair. A lot of people did not like him, um, and I'm going to get into that in a little bit. So, his name was um, Kevin Samuels. He was an American internet personality and an image consultant. He rose to popularity in 2020 and was considered a polarizing figure based on his YouTube and Instagram live streams discussing modern society and relationships now i did not have a 
problem with Mr. Kevin Samuels. Because, like, I'm going to get into it in a little bit. When he first came out, only thing that I think that he was trying to do was to try and reconvey a message to women and men as well. Because he got on men, too. You know? And the way that he dressed and the way that he presented himself, it looked as if he was raised by, he had good parents, he had a stable foundation, you know, and a good background. He may have said some things that ruffled feathers, but let me tell you something. The majority of the time, he was right. And I'll never forget, I used to watch, I watched him at the end of his life. You know, and then, like, I would see him say some things to these women online, and I would laugh, you know. Because, like I told this guy last night, once I hit this X button, you don't exist. You know what I'm saying? Not to discredit anybody, no sheet, no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. Once I hit this X button, you do not exist in this app. I will log out of this app, and I will not hear, you will not hear me or see me. Where are we going to run into each other at? And I learned that from one of, um... My, the guys that I follow, his name is Funky Dineva. Shout out to the Funky Bunch. I've shouted out the Funky Bunch for a long time. I've been a part of the Funky Bunch for a long time. And Dineva said one day that someone came into his inbox and was talking to him like he knew them. And Dineva was like, how do you know me? We never met. We weren't formally introduced to one another. And I'm just paraphrasing what Dineva said. You know, and that neighbor was like, you don't know me. How do you know me from the little bit of time we spend on the internet each day? How do you get what you got out of being on the internet with me for an hour or two? On my little 17-minute videos. You don't know me. And it's up to us to decide, you know... How much we want to, you know, dive into our life. Like, how much you want to put out there with your life. And you have that right. You really do. You have that right to, like, okay, I'm not going to say this. I'm not going to do that. A lot of these. I don't want, you know, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not sharing this much part of my life. I'm not sharing that part of my life. But I said that to say this because you don't know these people. You don't. You don't know Beyonce, you think you know Beyonce, you think you know Nicki Minaj, but you really don't know them. You only know what you see. When they hit that X button, they get out that app. They probably go in their house, lay in their bed, go to sleep, turn on the TV, go in the studio, or be like me in front of the in front of the computer all day writing, working. You really don't know these people, y'all, and and that's why and it sickens me to say about this generation. You know, that you think you know so much about these celebrities and you really don't because you only know what you only know. Some of them may tell you a little bit too much, but, you know, for the majority of the time, it's just like I've learned from so many people that I follow. It's best not to indulge and to have to set boundaries. And I like to set boundaries. So basically, Mr. Cameron Samuels, he was very vocal about some things. He was very very vocal and now that I know that he's an image consultant you know images you know looks on everything you know and he was basically saying like telling women if you what was funny okay 
What was one of the things that this guy said last night that was on the pen? He was talking about, how, but this, okay. I say that to say this. I'm not trying to like go, okay, I'm not going down a rabbit hole. But it was a guy that was on a panel on a live that I was on last night. And I'm not going to say which app. Um, in one of the apps. And, um, you know, my friend had the box open for anybody who wanted to come in. You know, my friend was the host. So he had seven topics and, you know, five minutes per topic. And the guy jumps in the box and the guy, you know, he actually took over my friend's show. So me and the guy had like a, a clash. You understand what I'm saying? And basically he was bashing women. And I'm fighting for my life, y'all. I am, I am going, I am going to bat for women because not all women are the same. And then I get what you're saying that all those are women that you see, that he see. But that's all you know is ratchet women. Let me tell you something, baby boy. Let me tell y'all something real quick. If that's all you see, if you, they say birds of a feather flock together, right? So you can't blame those people. Because if that's all you see, baby, you need to look in the mirror. If that's all you see, all you ever run to are trifling, ratchet, Moy Povich, Jerry Springer women, you need to check yourself. You do. And I had to tell him that. Like, y'all really need to take a step back and look in the mirror. You know, you, okay, let me tell you something what I heard a long time ago. Kate Middleton could not have pulled, Princess Kate Middleton could not have pulled Prince William in a club. So if you're going to a club every week, if you know that's all that's in the club, why would you keep going there? If you keep going to hookah, hookah, hookah lounges, if you know that's all that's there, if you keep going to the pool hall, you keep going this place, and that's all you know that's there is ratchet women, why do you keep going there? Why are you going where you don't want to belong and then you want to clusterfuck everybody? And that pissed me off because I'm not like that. And you're not going to sit on this panel, on this app, and talk about women. You're not going to do that. Because let me tell you something. Quieters has kept women all the prize. So I don't know what happened, y'all. I don't know what happened when they said that men are the prize. I thought that we were the prize. You know, and then he went on and talked about what women give men headaches. and Like, who hurt you? That's not me. And it was this big, fat, sloppy, cheesy bitch. Sorry, y'all. That agreed with him. And I only think that she agreed with him because she did not like me. And I'm not getting into that shit. Because I ain't giving that bitch no airtime on my show. You, uh, I'll go. <laughs> I'm not giving her no airtime on my show. Bitch can kiss the fattest, blackest part of my ass. I'm sorry, y'all. But, um, yeah, she agreed with him. And everything he said was not true. Like, the things you're saying is not true. Well, you're rarity, and you said women. I was like, you said women, too. I was like, there you go, condescending. You're very condescending. How am I condescending? Yo, you're condescending. You really are. And I was fighting for my life. 
when I tell you, I'm telling my friend today that that will never happen again. I'm like, if you let somebody come on your panel and take over your panel on this app. And I had to tell him, I'm like, this is your show. You need to take control of your show because you're, you're drowning. You will never, you will never make it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, cause somebody tried to come in here. Like, wait a minute, hold up. You, I'm first of all, I'm kicking you out. And I did have the authority to kick this person out. You know what I'm saying? But I don't want nobody to go like, oh, well, you can't handle conflict. But it's only so much that you can take. So basically, what I did tell him that he, and then he shut up after a while because I had to let them know, like, you know, everybody's not like that. And I apologize to him if I, you know, I said if I came off on the wrong way, but he never accepted my apology. Lie, do you lie? I could give two fucks. Um. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a mess. And then like the one thing that he said that stuck out like a sore thumb, he was like, he listened to me tell my stories about how you cannot add you. I'm a happy person. Everybody knows that. I'm the most open-minded person you will ever meet in your entire life. And I'm telling everybody, I am the most happiest I have my bad times. I have my good times. I have my bad times. My, my good always outweigh the bad. You know, love trumps everything. Happiness trumps everything. Like, I'm a happy motherfucker. You know, like, even, like, when one of my friends asked me, you're not depressed? No. Why would I be depressed? Let me tell you, it's so much stuff that you could be mad about. It's so much shit that you can trip over. It's so much shit that's going to bring you down. But why would I let it? What's the point of me getting upset about something? What's the point of me, you know, what's the point of me getting upset about stuff that I have no control over? I let God handle my battles. I let God fight my battles. Like God is fighting this battle for me right now. You know, because I had to tell to one of my friends and tell my good friend that I don't want to do that panel with him anymore because of the company he keeps. And I told this person plenty of times i even talked about it on the show you have to watch the company you keep and i'm going to tell my friend and i'm getting back to this gentleman in a couple shakes but i have to tell my friend you know you have to watch the company and it goes back to this young gentleman too you have to watch the company you keep you can't cluster fuck everybody together you know but my friend knows better my friend has said that he has lost friends because of this person Family members, la da dee, la da da, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever. Not boyfriends, like, hey girl, but no offense to the LGBTQIA plus community, but you know, homeboys, that's what I meant to say. Um, you know, told him, you know, like, you are never going to prosper, you're never going to have anything as long as you have this person around. And that's what I have to break down to my friend today, but I have to, I, I, I have to do, I have to do what I gotta do first. And, you know, because I'm hosting at the end of the night and I need for him to buy me some stuff. So once I buy him the stuff, once I get the stuff, and then I'm going to let him know what's going on. Because I think that's going to cause an argument for us. But if it causes an argument for us, then I'm like, you know, you know, then you're not my friend. You know, because if your friend keeps coming to you and telling you, you know, I don't feel comfortable talking to you around this person. I... I don't feel comfortable and you know, I don't want to be around you. I see what everybody has said that you said about this person and I know what this person is doing and I choose not to be around this person and you have to respect my wishes, you know, but I'm not telling you to choose, but I'm just letting you know that I am pulling back 
I will always support my friend, but my friend, I cannot be with you around this person because this person is ignorant as fuck, ignorant as a motherfucker. Sorry, I had to take my medicine. But this person is ignorant. It's, she's ignorant as hell. Mm-hmm. And I know what she's doing. And um, I'm not falling for her, for her silly stunts. Because first of all, you think you know me and you don't. But it was just how, you know, and I know you know when someone doesn't like you. And I'm like, you know, I would never, ever disrespect that woman the way she disrespects me. And I'm going to tell him that today. Like, I will never disrespect her the way that she disrespects me. Oh, what do you mean? Open your eyes and look. Like, I would not be coming to you telling you this if it was not true. I would not say a damn thing if I was in the wrong. Now, if you think I'm in the wrong, that's fine. But... I know when someone's trying to disrespect somebody. I know when someone's trying to get it under somebody's skin. But I'm not going to let you. But I know what you're doing. But anyway, so back to the gentleman. He said, um, he was talking about happiness. And I was talking about, I wasn't even talking about happiness. I was talking about the fact that, you know, what men do for me. Like men buy me roses. They buy me arrangements. You know, buy me candy. There are men that are like that. And I said, and, and that's what I was saying. I'm like, there are men that are like that. Like, there are men that still open up car doors. And I said that my ex-boyfriend opened up the car door. He would put the umbrella up for me. You know, he, he did the things that a man was supposed to do. And I did the things that a woman was supposed to do. And like I said, and I apologize. You know, I'm sorry that y'all have not witnessed that. I'm sorry that... You don't know what that feels like. I am so sorry that you have to go through this. I really do. And it's a shame. It's a crying shame. Like I said, I love going to fancy restaurants. And I do. And everybody knows I go to Gordon Ramsay. We were in Gordon Ramsay every week. You know, and I had to stop going to Gordon Ramsay because if I didn't, I wasn't going to like it. And now it's like we were going there constantly. And we were getting a sticky toffee. Gordon Ramsay has this bomb ass dessert. It's a sticky toffee with caramel and ice cream. And it's called sticky toffee cake. Or is the sticky toffee pudding? I think it's sticky toffee cake. And it comes with ice cream and it comes with caramel, warm caramel. And you pour the caramel on the um the toffee cake. And it's hot and you get ice cream and it's so delicious. And the ice cream looks like a stick of butter. It's really delicious. I think I talked about it on here before. And I've eaten that so much that, sorry, Gordon Ramsay, I don't really like it anymore. But I loved it. You know what I'm saying? But I, you know how you eat so much of something you're like, I cannot anymore. Like, I love the burgers at Gordon Ramsay. I love the beef Wellington. I had the beef Wellington. It was delicious. And that's what he's very famous for. And the salad, the scallop, sorry, and the risotto. The only thing I did not like on Gordon Ramsay menu was the salad. Was the grilled Caesar salad. Oh, I did not like that at all. But, you know, I had the Merlin. I swapped that out for the Merlin crab soup. And it was delicious. But I said that to say this. I'm able to do those things for myself. I'm able to go to Ruth's Chris. I'm able to go to Gordon Ramsay Phillips 
full glow with a child. Oh, I love full with a child. The Brazilian Steakhouse, y'all. Oh my God, yes. Um, and Rusty Scupper here in Baltimore. Rusty Scupper is a beautiful restaurant that sits in the water. No matter where you sit, and you got a wonderful view. Well, the way I sit with me and my friend, where I really didn't care for the view. It was like near the Science Center. I really didn't like that. But we sat in the water the last time we were there, and it was awesome. It sits out in the water. And, you know, I'm a coastal girl, I, I, and I live in a coastal town, so I love water. So I was explaining to them that, you know, we go to brunch every so often. And my mother, you know, we, you know, we all know, you know. Well, if you don't know, then you know. But we go to brunch. We have a really good time. And I'm accustomed to those things, you know. I love those things. And I can do this stuff for myself. And I can also do that for my partner. And that's what I was basically saying. You know, like, I can do this for my partner, too. Like, if my partner want to go. Like, I I went out February. One of my last days that I went out was back in February. I flipped the bill. I didn't have a problem with it. He did. He was like, well, since you did this, let me, buy, let me take care of the tip. And when me and him used to go out all the time, I never saw the bill. He held the door open for me and everything. I have been on dates. I've been given money to go on dates. Me and my mother went to, you know, it was, um, I I cannot, I cannot tell you like all the things that guys have done for me. And and, And one of the guys on our panel was like, well, did you do that for him? Absolutely. Absolutely. I rock differently. I'm different. And, um, so as I'm saying this, you know, I don't know where this person comes from. He was talking about happiness. I was like, and you sound like you weren't happy. It sounds like you're only happy when you don't know me. That's what got under my skin. You do not know me. How you want to sit up here on this app, on this panel, someone you just met. I've been listening to you for over, I don't give a fuck how long you've been listening to me, bitch. You do not tell somebody who's a happy person that they're not happy and that a man makes me happy. And I told my friend, I said, you better tell him I'm happy with or without a man. I don't need a man to make me happy. He wouldn't enhance my happiness, damn it. And that's exactly what I said. And a lot of people don't understand why are you so happy. They don't like that. People do not like that you're happy. And what kills people... That are happy, be happy. You know that I'm not doing anything to get under nobody's skin. I would never. Why would I? Why would I waste my time and my energy trying to make someone unha- um, unhappy because I'm happy? If you cannot accept me being happy, then goddamn it, I don't know what's wrong with you. Because I'm not gonna be miserable with you. I'm not gonna sit on this app on this panel and have you bash women. Because all women aren't the same. And I said, everybody wants to live comfortable. Maybe they don't know how to word it right, but everybody wants to live comfortable. Everybody wants to travel. Everybody wants to go to nice restaurants. You know, everybody wants that life that people receive on the internet. Everybody wants that. Who doesn't want to go on vacation? You know, who doesn't want to go to a nice restaurant? Who doesn't want to go to brunch and sip mimosas and go to the casino, sit on the water, watch the boats come in? You know, like, who doesn't want that for themselves? 
life is not all about oodles and noodles and 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 you all don't get me wrong ramen is bomb i'm i'm eating some ramen later but you know that's not what life's about you know i choose to eat ramen because that's what i like i'm not gonna eat because i don't have a choice you know i'm not gonna live my life a certain way to make you feel comfortable no, I'm not. I'm going to shine bright like a diamond. Period. I'm going to shine bright. I'm not dimming my light for nobody. But for someone that doesn't know me, to say that I wasn't happy, that's what pissed me off. He could have said anything. He could have said something about my mama. <laughs> he could have said something about my niece. He could have said something about my mama. But you saying that Monica's not happy after I prayed for this moment in my life. After I prayed. I've suffered a devastating loss in my life. I fight, I'm the person. I am I'm she who fights battles by herself and no one knows about. People are fighting battles that no one knows about. That's me. Nobody got to know what I'm going through. You don't. If you're not going to help me, you're only going to hinder me, there's the door. And I'm pointing to the door now. <laughs> there's the door. Actually, I'm pointing to the window. But the door is next to the window. There's the door. If you cannot add to my happiness, I don't need you. And the thing about it is that the host knows me personally. And the host did not vouch for me, not one time. And that's another reason why I have to tell the host. I'm not going to do this. You cannot have people come on your panel that you don't know. Try and tap people that you do know. Because that's what I felt like last night. And it's your job to interject yourself into the situation. Be like, oh, we're not going there. I should not have to have been the one to say, well, let's skip the topic. This is not what we're on topic for. Don't be, what's it called? Um, docile. You know, don't be all closed in now. You know, I don't like controversy, but let me tell you something. I'm going to fight for my life. And that's what I did last night, y'all. Because you cannot, you cannot tell people how to feel. You cannot sit on no app for an hour or a half hour, 45 minutes, 10 minutes, and determine that someone who gets off this app and lived the life that I've lived is unhappy. I just spent the summer down in Ocean City on the water. Hotel was on the water, woke up to a gorgeous ocean view. Three days and two nights. Ate what I wanted to eat. Slept when I wanted to slept. Did the things that I wanted to do. Last weekend, my mother and I spent the day together. Afterwards, we went down to my aunt's house and we had crabs and corn, ice cream cookies. That's how your whole region is. You know? We're having a big Christmas party coming up this year with my family. And this weekend, my mother and I spend the time together. And my good, good friend is making dinner tonight. So I'm hosting a dinner party tonight. 
good food, good fighting, good people. And what I've learned, happiness is an inside job, y'all. You cannot buy happiness at Walmart. You cannot look for a man or a woman to make you happy. You can't. You have to start within yourself. And it starts with prayer, thanksgiving, and you can go to God and ask for God for these things. You can pray for these things. Prayer changes everything. I'm telling you, I am living proof. Prayer changes everything. Because after all that I've been through the past couple years, anybody would have been angry with the world. Angry with God. Not me. Because I said, I have to turn this L into a win. I have to turn this loss into a win. And there are days when I stay in bed, I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do with myself? There are days when I get up, I don't feel like getting up. There are days when I don't feel like laying down and I'll get up. You know, I have lower lumbar spinal stenosis. It hurts constantly. I live in constant pain. I'm in physical therapy, I have pain management, you know, fighting with disability, it's a lot I got going on, but I still smile. I have friends and family that love me and support me, and I love my friends and I love my family as well. And I have happily married friends, I have happily single friends, I have happy family that are married, happy family members that are not married, you know. And everybody's just making through that, making their way through life. Everybody's just here. We're, we're here. And um, we're trying to make the best of it. We're all trying to make the best of it. We're all trying to make it through this thing. In this thing called life. And I think that if we all stick together, we'll make it. And... I'm still, I feel so much better, y'all. Like, when I tell you last night, when I was on the app, my blood was boiling. And then I calmed down. And then I heard God go, uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> y'all ever get that feeling? And God go, uh-uh. Shut up. Don't do it. Shut up. That's me. Yeah, that was me this morning. He told me, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Don't do it. And I didn't. And I'm glad I didn't. But honestly, I do have to have a talk with my friend. And I have to let my friend know, like, you know, this cannot go on. You know, this this cannot go on. You know, I can't, like, it can't. And um, that's all I got, y'all. I ain't got no more, but I hope you guys enjoyed up being up early with me or being up late with me or just being with me um the thing is what i would take away from this y'all is just that happiness is an inside job and birds of a feather flock together like i said about that gentleman oh i see it everywhere i don't see it oh you must not get out i get out i don't we don't when i tell people and I'm going to make this very, very clear. When I say I'll see you at the top, I meant what I said. When I meant that, I got that from Diddy, Brother Love, a long time ago. I'll see you at the top. 
the top of your game, the top of my game. Success. That's what we all want, success, right? You want to live a successful, peaceful, serene existence, right? And what I learned is that what it means is that I'll see you at the bank. Like, what you doing here? Making a deposit. Get some money out. I see you walking past me when I'm in first place. Hey, girl, how you doing? Hey, love. Walking down the road, walking Ocean City. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? You know, those places. Like, I go to these places and I do these things. I really don't see any, you know, I really don't see nobody. Not unless we don't go on the same day, which is understandable. But that's what I mean by that. You know, I mean, like, I'll see you at the top of the game. I'll see you in the other side of this thing called life. I'll see you at the top. Everybody being successful. Everybody doing what they want to do. Everybody's living the life that they're supposed to live. Everybody's living the life that they want to live. Everybody living carefree. You know, like, I did it. When you have the I did it mentality, I did it, I did it, I did it, I did it, and I'm finally here. Excuse me, I finally made it. Because there's some people that say, I finally made it. Look at the young lady that wrote and stars in Abbott Elementary. Look where she came from, and look where she's at now. On the same stage as Shirley Ralph. Look at that. See you at the top. And I know there were bumps and bruises along the way for her. And just like it is with all of us. And it probably still is. But once you get to where you're going, everything will be at peace. And you really won't worry about people like that that I encountered this morning. But y'all, that's all I got. I ain't got no more. I've been on here for 45 minutes. It's the longest show I've done in a while. So I hope y'all enjoyed it. I will see y'all when I see y'all.